You're listening to the PMO Strategies Podcast, where PMO leaders become impact drivers. This is episode 44. Hey there, impact drivers. Welcome back to the PMO Strategies Podcast. I am your host, Laura Bernard. Today, we are tackling something that I have gotten dozens and dozens of questions about over the last couple of weeks, and that is, how do you manage and support your team while keeping them productive and moving forward on your projects and your PMO during this global pandemic? We're going to talk about what you do if your capacity is no longer the same as it was before this. Maybe you've got furloughed resources or you're losing resources or they've been pulled off for other projects during this chaotic time, how you can support your teams and stay connected to them during this chaotic time when everybody's working from home and struggling to stay on top of all of their priorities and stay focused. What can you do as a PMO leader or a project leader to help move your teams forward and keep things productive? How can you manage up and to your stakeholders and kind of reset expectations as you're going through this process? And I'll share my thoughts on some things you can do to maintain your own sanity while you're doing all of this, likely working from home. Before we dive into today's podcast episode, I wanted to let you know that our Impact Inner Circle membership is open and we are super excited because right now for a limited time, we are offering a seven day free trial so that you can check it all out, take one of our courses, check out some of the templates and resources and learn about all of the fantastic features of this program. So if you're looking to get your PDUs, build particular strength in agile, project portfolio management, PMO, project management, if you want to get your PMP certification, if you're looking to handle specific pain points and problems like how to deal with difficult stakeholders or how to set up and run your PMO or put some portfolio management practices in place, or you really just want a solid project management framework that's PMBOK aligned and templates and resources to go with that, we've got you covered. I look forward to seeing you inside the Impact Inner Circle. So head over to pmostrategies.com forward slash membership, pmostrategies.com forward slash membership. I know many of you could really use a break from work right now. And what better way than to build your confidence, your skills, and maybe help you shift your mindset a little bit with one of our awesome training resources inside the program would be a great way to do that. And if you stick around past the seven day trial, I'm going to personally build a custom learning plan specifically for you based on what you're looking to accomplish. Now that offer is only for a little while, so make sure you check it out now. And I cannot wait to welcome you into the membership. Okay, let's dive into today's episode. Now, recently I have been doing this series of free Q&A and training courses which if you're listening to this right when it comes out, you still have time to catch the last live session. So just go to pmostrategies.com forward slash free training and you can catch the last live session and ask your questions. But I've been doing these for the month of April and in these sessions, I'm answering questions that you guys have submitted to me 
about all of the ways that you can manage the chaos and respond to the chaos during this coronavirus pandemic. So today what I'm going to do is dive into a particular topic, managing teams during this chaos, and answer questions that were submitted to me for these sessions. There was just no way I could get to all of the questions in four different training sessions because there were so many great questions. We had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people join us for these live training sessions. So I got to as many as I could. So if you're listening to this now, please do join us for our last one because I'd love to get your questions in. And if I don't get to them in that live Q&A next week, then I'm gonna answer them in one of these upcoming podcast episodes. Let's dive into the first question set that I got around managing teams during chaos. And it was all about capacity. And in particular, how do you find the capacity to keep moving your PMO improvements forward? Don't worry, we'll address capacity of your project teams in just a minute. But I got a couple of questions, one from Jose, one from Chris, and one from Kim, all asking a similar question, which was if my resources that were helping me focus on the PMO, continuous improvement, are now busy working on other initiatives or they've been pulled off to do some firefighting as a result of the pandemic or other challenges, or maybe they're not even around anymore. How do I keep my continuous improvement going with the PMO? And the way I would answer that question is very simple. You probably won't move forward in exactly the way you were moving forward before. Now, here's what I mean by that. Depending on what your continuous improvement or PMO capacity or capability issues were that you were addressing, those may not make the most sense to address right now based on all that's going on. For example, if the continuous improvement initiatives you were focusing your energy on before this pandemic were related to putting templates in place or putting process in place or maybe putting together some reporting, those may not be the most relevant places for you to spend your energy right now. Now, what I am telling my students inside my Impact Engine PMO training program is very simple. And it's basically the same thing I would tell them if they weren't in a pandemic. And that is you need to assess the organization for the opportunities your PMO has to make an impact and focus there first. Figure out what the pains are your executives are dealing with, figure out what the pains are that your leadership team is dealing with, and specifically where your PMO can solve a pain point that people are experiencing right now. Now, I'm not gonna dive too deep into this particular one at the moment because I want this episode focused on teams and capacity and managing your teams. However, just some quick tips to hold you over until I do a whole episode on specific things the PMO can be doing to be relevant and support the organization right now, which is coming very soon. So here's some quick suggestions. Maybe your executives are trying to make decisions right now about which projects should be put on hold, what to do about the capacity of resources for projects, and maybe what your PMO can be doing is looking at making sure that the portfolio is updated and making sure that you are addressing the fact that resources aren't as available as they were or they've been pulled on other projects. You wanna get that portfolio prioritized. You want to make sure that that portfolio view shows the current state reality, not what was going on before, but what's going on now. 
And I know that's going to be harder to get accurate information because everyone's chaotic, everyone's feeling overwhelmed and stressed and all of those things, but not everyone. So let's make sure we keep this all in perspective. This is what we do and do well, right? Manage the chaos. So look at where this portfolio is, where each of the projects are, and help your business leaders figure out where they should be focusing their energy. Do we need to pull back a little on some projects? Are there projects that should be reprioritized or put on hold? Are there capacity issues that need to be addressed? Have resources been pulled off? Have resources been reassigned to special projects that the executive team wants done right now and that's not being accounted for? That information all needs to be put in a very easy to digest format that can be viewed and discussed online in maybe a 15 minute meeting to get your leadership team up to speed so that they know what's going on and have the information they need to make some educated and informed decisions about the current projects across the portfolio, where their energy should be spent, where your energy should be spent, where the staff should be spending their energy. So we'll talk about that more in a minute when we talk more about capacity for your project teams, but that's just an example. If you have less time from your team that's working on the PMO, we're just talking about the PMO for this first question. If you have less time available or less resources available to work on those continuous improvement activities you were doing, that's okay. You need a lean, mean SWAT team kind of an approach to go find where the pains are in the organization and go solve those pains. And specifically for PMO leaders, this is a super important opportunity for you and your team to shine. Go be the hero, solve the problems you know need to be solved, help your business leaders solve the pain points they're dealing with right now. And that will go incredibly far in helping you to build credibility and earn your seat at the table. If you don't have it, have your seat at the table, be solid, have people reaching out to you for answers and for information, because by the way, the PMO should be that central repository of all of the real information about what's going on. And if you don't have that, now is a darn good time for you to get that so that you can help your business leaders answer questions. So don't worry about those templates you were going to create. Don't worry about that process you were going to add more steps to. Don't worry about really even the tool that needs to be implemented. You absolutely can use tools to help you move your team forward. However, you don't have to have a tool in place beyond what is already on your computer or in a browser to solve some of these problems. Believe it or not, I never let my clients start with tools when they work with me. I always start with some simple view and frankly, it's usually a whiteboard and a whiteboard marker where we're listing out all of the projects and we start prioritizing them there. And we start using a very simple non-tech way for everybody to focus their energy and attention on the priorities of the projects and where they stand and what matters to them and how to move things forward. And then we advance to something very simple like a spreadsheet. And then from that spreadsheet, once we've defined what we want and we're really clear on how we want to organize the information and how we want to use that information to make decisions, then we put that into a tool because now we've got really clear requirements. So if you have a tool, use it. 
If you don't have a tool and you are feeling overwhelmed by the idea of putting a tool in place right now, don't. Don't make things more complicated than they need to be. You don't always have to put a tool in place in order to get a solution. A spreadsheet will do just fine for the moment. And focus on the information that you can put in front of people to make decisions. And by the way, keep that information streamlined. Okay, so that is all I'm gonna go to on that topic in this episode. There'll be tons more of ways that the PMO can provide value during this pandemic in upcoming episodes. And after you listen to this episode, you can always go back to episode 40 for more ideas on ways project teams, project managers, and PMO leaders can quickly provide support and value to help the organization move forward during all of this chaos. So put number 40, pmostrategies.com forward slash 040 on your list to listen to after this if you haven't yet. So now let's talk about capacity of your team members on your project teams. Now this one had a ton of questions come in. For example, Mary asked what tips we have for keeping project teams focused and engaged for work that is continuing through this time. She said many teams are accustomed to working together in person and there has been a definite adjustment to keeping up with the same level of focus and engagement working in a fully remote environment. And Debbie asked, how much should you push your team right now regarding outstanding action items to keep the project going? Everyone's in a different professional and personal situation, so how much should you push? Jean asked a similar question. Some project managers tend to deal with the current situation by ignoring its global impact and trying to keep the same pressure on their projects and resources. And this is leading to frustrations and arguments since many resources no longer have the same priorities as the project managers who are trying to manage these projects. How do you handle this behavior and realign everyone's focus and their expectations? Desiree asked about engagement of resources who now have been pulled off on COVID-19 response teams and now have a million other priorities that they're trying to focus on. Kim asked a very similar question. She's trying to figure out how to keep her team of project managers engaged while most of the projects are on hold due to project resources being diverted to work on these business continuity operational activities or other critical business continuity projects to keep the trains running while all of this is going on. And Mary wanted to know, how do you manage your project sponsor's expectations, keeping project teams engaged and focused and doing this while each one of you that's trying to handle this with your teams is probably dealing with your own stress and anxiety of all the uncertainty and fear about your own future job, for example. So there was a lot tied into all those questions around, how do I handle this decrease in capacity that my team is experiencing, either because they are distracted with maybe family members at home that they're responsible for taking care of. Everyone's trying to get adjusted to working from home. Some people might find that they're just lacking motivation or not able to stay as productive as they want. And then of course, there's also people's mental state. So we'll talk more about people's mental state in a minute, but I want to address specifically this capacity challenge because it's very, very real. So the first thing you do, let's look at what we would need to do to reforecast our projects based on our current situation. Now, if you had a project that had any of your resources dedicated 100%, even you as a project leader, 
then you were doing it wrong in the first place. <laughs> what do I mean by that? There is no way that you have 100% of any resources capacity to physically do work related to the project. So you've got to make sure that you have it baseline to reality in the first place. And I would say before this pandemic, maybe you were looking at 85% capacity of a person's day because people get interrupted when they're working. They get tasks from their boss that comes by and hopefully this isn't you and says, hey, can you just do this one quick thing for me? Two hours later, they're still working on it. Or what about mandatory staff meetings that they have to attend? Or what about taking breaks? Or what about ever getting sick? Or what about taking a vacation day? There are a million reasons why you wouldn't want your resources, quote unquote, 100% dedicated to your project anyway. So you're already setting yourself up for failure before this chaos if you had your resources dedicated like that. Now add to it all of these additional distractions with people trying to take care of family members and working from home and what if your kid is doing classes or multiple kids doing classes on Zoom while you're also trying to do Zoom meetings and everybody in the world is taking up all the bandwidth and it's hard to even get your Zoom meetings to run correctly or for you to be able to get online and do work depending on where you live and how strong your signal is. So there could be some very real tactical things that are standing in the way of people being productive. And so we have to account for that because it's the reality we're dealing with right now. So if you had maybe a reasonable 85% of your person's day, their capacity, their eight hours, and let's just pretend that we only work eight hours in a day for the purposes of planning. Let's say that you had 85% of their eight hour day before this. Okay. So now you need to cut that back more. And that's going to really be based on what you're seeing as a project leader and what you're experiencing. And if you're running a PMO, I would suggest that you're providing some guidance to your teams, to your project managers as to what they should be accurately forecasting. Because all of the projects that people are running right now should be reforecasted to add the COVID factor. And that's what I'm calling it. What is the COVID factor on your projects? So if you were at 100% before, you're reforecasting to make it closer to an 85% capacity to begin with. And then you're reforecasting again to account for this COVID factor. So maybe you have to deduct another 10 to 20 to maybe even 30% of people's productive focus, not necessarily hours, but productive focus to work on your projects. So when you consider that, where does that put you? Where does that put your projects? Well, that should require you to push out deadlines or have those triple constraint conversations around well, now that we know we have this capacity, here's the scope we can do in that time, or here's the time it takes to do that scope, right? It's one or the other. You can't shove the same amount of work into a smaller set of resource capacity. So now is the time to hit the reset button and do some reforecasting. And I know this is going to be frustrating for you personally, especially when you have so many people breathing down your neck, trying to tell you that things need to keep moving as if they were no issues at all going on, but that's not the reality that we're dealing with. So let's be a little bit more realistic because you're going to then have to set or reset expectations with your stakeholders to address that reality. And nobody is going to deny, well, okay, 
most leaders are not going to deny that there's going to be a slowdown in productivity based on what we're dealing with. And for all of you that have that other kind of boss that's saying, well, now they're working from home so they can just use all of their commuting time and all of the extra time they find themselves with and nights and weekends to do extra work. Yeah, that's one, crazy. Two, not really going to account for the distraction factor and the stress factor and the overwhelm factor and the fear factor and the anxiety factor that many people are dealing with personally right now. So we'll talk more about those emotions in a minute, but let's just deal with practically what we really need to do right now to get information that we can use to drive really good decision-making because we have to put this stuff back in our business leaders' hands and show them the reality that they're dealing with and allow them to make the decisions that they need to be making, like sponsors need to be making on the projects, executives need to be making across the whole portfolio to determine where the priorities should lie going forward to keep the team productive, keep them working on the highest priority items, etc. And remember, what was a top priority before may not be the top priority now. So from a portfolio perspective, we need to look at where those priorities are now and what things we might want to shift as a result of the urgent projects that have been moved to the top of the list, for example, to keep the lights on and to keep business moving forward. You'll need to reset your expectations too. I know it's going to be frustrating and you're really going to want to push your teams hard on this, but somewhere you've got to draw the line in really step back and understand what is feasible right now. Because if you can't reset your expectations, you're just going to be pushing hard on someone that just has no more to give. Now, I know there are some people because there was a small percentage of people that were showing up to these uh, free trainings I was doing every week that were saying that they're fine right now that everything they're doing is just continuing to move forward as it was before. And for those that are in that position, that's awesome. But I feel like that just isn't the majority of the people that are listening to this right now. And so I want to make sure that you know what those that are feeling calm and cool right now, cool as a cucumber, as I like to say, are doing. And what they're doing is they're applying reality to the situation and they're keeping it emotionless as best as possible. The more frustrated you are about the fact that things have changed, the less you will be able to be there for your team and support them during this process. And the next things we're going to talk about is how do you support them in this process? So you've got to be able to take a step back and look at the reality of the situation and know that this is beyond your control to affect the fact that we're all dealing with this global pandemic. So what can you control? What can you manage to make this a less chaotic situation? You can go to your strengths, do what you know how to do so well, which is get laser focused on identifying the priorities, identifying where things really truly stand from a status perspective, and using your strengths in triple constraint management to say, what variables do we have to play with here? We know that we have less capacity. Therefore, we absolutely have to either change the time or we have to change the scope. That's it. It's very simple. So 
Just make sure that you have appropriate allocations for your resources to begin with. Make sure that you're talking to your resources on your projects about where they stand. Make sure you're super clear on the priorities for the projects and adjust accordingly. That will go a long way in helping you feel a sense of order, a sense of control, less frustration, and be able to see the forest for the trees to move everybody forward. Because right now, whether you're PMO leader, portfolio manager, program manager, project manager, your teams are looking to you. Your teams need you and your stakeholders need you and your sponsors need you and your business leaders need you to step up and shine and do what you are built to do. Just think about it. You are in your area of excellence. You have skills that you were born to use around managing chaos and now is your time to shine. Okay, what about your teams? How do you take care of your teams and keep them connected and deal with the emotions and the drama and the frustration and the trauma and everything that's going on with them right now. And also not let it become so draining for you that you aren't taking care of yourself. Now, one thing that I brought up that people really seem to connect to in these training episodes was this concept of putting your oxygen mask on first. You can check out the training episode that I shared, which was 042, pmostrategies.com 042, to listen to the full training episode if you'd like to hear the whole story about my very stressful life uh, many years ago and when that kind of first really hit me and I've been using it as my mantra ever since. So check out that episode if you want to hear that whole story about putting your oxygen mask on first. But for those of you that have been on an airplane, you know what I'm talking about. Essentially, what are you doing to take care of yourself so that you can take care of others? And you've got to find ways to take care of your team and be there for your team without it draining all of your own energy. So here are some things that you can do. First, be extremely sensitive to their needs. For example, let's say that you have people on your team that are dealing with family obligations that they have to address right now. For example, maybe they have children living with them. Maybe they have an elderly family member they're trying to keep safe living with them. I happen to have both of those things going on right now, pulling at my time and attention while I'm trying to fit in my work. So I totally get it. And you've got to make sure that you can support your teams that might be dealing with those kinds of things. You might be dealing with those challenges yourself. So what can you do to be flexible for them, give them a little space, give them a little support. Maybe they don't have to be in every single meeting. What an outstanding time to come up with more productive ways to have meetings. For example, in episode 041, I shared my training on accelerating your productivity in one hour a day. And there are four components to that. So definitely go listen to 041 if you haven't once you're done listening to this episode. And in that, I talk about ways that you can use daily stand-ups to have connection with your team members without having to actually do hour-long meetings. Now, if you're not familiar with stand-ups, you can definitely go check out that episode. But I like to keep it super simple and ask three questions. What's your win? What's your priority? And where are you stuck? And you do that for each team member. And it's one or two sentence answers, not 
big, huge status reports, right? So in 15 minutes, you can get a good sense of where everybody is on the team and support them. And what a better way to physically have people move their bodies and just stand up during the meeting. It's an excellent thing to do. Frankly, I spend most of my day standing when I'm working. I'm standing right now while I'm doing this podcast. It's a great way to get people physically off their behinds since they're sitting at home and working from home most of the time and doing a little movement. So it allows you to engage your team in a little different way if this is not something you've done and keep your meetings focused and connected to them. I would highly recommend it's worth your time to spend 15 minutes a day with your team checking in, everybody communicating what they're focused on, what they've accomplished, celebrating the wins for things that have happened, supporting each other in the places that they're stuck which by the way, it's not your job as the leader of the team to always solve everybody's problems. Sometimes you can encourage one person on the team to talk to another person on the team and solve that problem. Now, another thing to consider when being sensitive to the needs of your team is how people like to engage, how people like to communicate. Not everyone's gonna be thrilled with doing a bunch of goofy things while they're on a conference call, but your extroverts will. I can tell you right now, I have a lot of students that are extroverts and they are dying inside right now because they just can't stand being disconnected from their teams and from the people that they work with or just from human beings in general. So understand where people are coming from and understand how they need you. And if you don't know, ask. Ask what you can do to support them right now to help give them a little bit of whatever special thing they need to feel connected to you as their leader, to feel like they have your ear when they need it, to let them complain about how things are so frustrating. And maybe there's something you can do about some of it. Maybe you can be flexible with the hours that they work or the deadlines you have for them or the ways that they communicate with you. This is an excellent time to think about how you can streamline your communication and the processes you follow and the work that you guys do as a team. Are there status reports that really aren't providing value? Can you get what you need in a 15 minute update on a daily basis? Are there deliverables that you ask your team to create that really just end up piled up on your desk and you don't ever get to? Why don't you use this time to find ways to make things less difficult for your team? And if you're stuck on ideas on how to do it, the easiest thing to do is just ask. But whatever you do, make sure you take care of their well-being. Make sure that you make your team feel heard, understood, and valued by addressing the basics that we know we should be doing but often don't take the time to do. There is no better time to make your team feel supported and cared for than right now. And as a result, when they feel cared for, when Maslow's hierarchy of needs and the safety and security have been met, then you will be able to move them forward to being more productive and focused on the outcomes you're trying to get them to achieve. And that is my next suggestion. Tie the work that your team is doing to the bigger picture so that they can clearly see and stay connected to what the organization's priorities are, the mission, the goals, and how they are a part of achieving the strategy. 
And if that's shifting, make sure that you are communicating how that is shifting, how the priorities are shifting and helping people stay connected in the work that they're doing. Because right now with so much uncertainty, this is another way to address those safety needs is help people feel connected to the greater good, the greater effort, the greater goals. So look for ways to tie them to that. And I highly suggest you get in the habit of doing this and use every opportunity to connect people to the why of the work you do as an organization, not just in times of chaos, but now is a great time to put that into practice. Now, speaking of communication, another tip is over communicating, but it's got to be the right kind of over communication. People need to know what's going on right now because they're not in the office and everyone's working remotely and they don't know what conversations are happening and they can't see who's meeting with who and they don't have the ability to pop in and check on things or overhear what's going on with their neighbors or the million other ways that people maybe even subconsciously are gathering information about what's going on around them. They're not getting as much of that right now. So you've got to make sure you're communicating more than you would have before, but don't do it by email. Email traffic appears to be up across the world right now as people are trying to find ways to communicate the information they would have otherwise shared via a quick chat in the office. But if you inundate people's inboxes, you've got to know that everyone will be spending most of their day reading and replying to those messages and just processing what's in them as opposed to actually getting any work done. But it's interesting because you could just say, well, just don't check your email as often, but that doesn't seem to really fix the problem, especially if you're in an environment where people are used to getting answers to questions right away. And now all of a sudden people are taking longer to respond to things and that's slowing everyone down. That's not necessarily a good solution. So you want to make sure that you have ways to communicate with people and check in with people like the things I teach in the one hour manager or another way of connecting with people, individual one-on-ones on a regular basis, or maybe even using a chat feature or something like that, like Slack, or if you have teams, for example, those are other good ways to connect with people as opposed to filling their inbox, but you got to have rules around it. And you've got to make sure that everyone's in agreement with those rules. So it doesn't just become something where one person is expecting instant responses 24 seven, right? So people do need to be smart about putting time on their calendar and you do as well to make sure you have accessibility to your team and they have accessibility to you. One way to do this is to hold office hours so that you can give your staff and other stakeholders a chance to connect with you via phone or video conference and know that they can reach you. In one of my coaching sessions with one of my students in my PMO program, they were talking about how they just can't seem to get any time on their leader's calendar. And I remember being in that situation as a PMO leader and I just could not get my sponsor or my business leader or my boss's time. And so I suggest if you're in that situation, you've got to find ways to help them understand the impact of their disengagement. And there could be very good reasons for it. They could be dealing with a crisis. They could have a lot of rework to do to figure out how to save people's jobs. There could be all kinds of reasons for it. 
but you're going to have to do what you've got to do to get attention so that you can do the work you need to do to take care of your team. Now, speaking of taking care of your team, Lori, Mateo, Jenny, and Rebecca all had really good questions about how you can show your team that you care about them. And Rebecca's question was great. She said, my team's stress levels are her biggest concern. And she just wants to know what's something thoughtful that she can do from afar. Now, in addition to the suggestions about letting your team know that they're heard, letting your team know that you're thinking about them, letting your team know that you're going to support them individually based on their situation and not treat everyone the same, but deal specifically with their challenges. Here are some other suggestions. Schedule a coffee date or a cocktail hour or a walk around the neighborhood. Now I know you guys are in separate locations, but that's okay. It doesn't mean you can't do those things. Maybe you schedule time every day with one of your team members and you just rotate through your team and you take a 30 minute walk while they take a 30 minute walk and you talk. It's excellent way to get exercise, get some fresh air and connect with your team members in a little bit more casual environment. You can also schedule to meet early in the morning and have coffee at the same time or tea or you can meet at the end of the day and call it a cocktail hour. You can do a happy hour with your whole team remotely and everybody shares something personal about themselves or you can play a game that could be played remotely or you can take turns sharing a cocktail recipe that everybody tries or a coffee recipe or something to that nature. Just make sure that you have a non-alcoholic version for those that don't want to drink, but want to join in the fun and don't want to feel left out. Nobody will know if their drink has the alcohol in it or not, if you make something that would work either way. So those are just some little things that you can do. And frankly, those are suggestions that I share with a lot of my students in times where we aren't social distancing. You always want to look for ways to connect with your team members in a more personal, less stressful environment. Sitting across the desk from somebody is not the way to get to know them personally. So you always want to look for ways to connect with them a little bit differently. And to answer Rebecca's question, another thing that can be done thoughtfully from afar, send them something in the mail. Maybe you can have something special delivered to their house. Maybe a box of chocolates or some flowers to brighten up their day, or maybe something a little bit less conventional. Maybe it's time to do your typical end of year gift shopping for your team members now and just do something little to brighten up their day. Or you can do what I do with my students in my Impact Engine PMO program or in my membership. I send them a handwritten note and say, hey, I'm glad to have you here. Thank you. I'm looking forward to helping you and supporting you on your journey. So there's a lot of things you can do to help your team feel a little less stressed and like things are going to be okay. And like I'm sharing with you that this is what we do well, you can do the same for your teams. If you're working with project managers or people that are used to being a part of projects, they also know how to do this because they've done this before. This is just another set of challenges, a set of risks that got realized that we need to respond to. And we need to respond like we would on any other project. Let's go to our strengths. Let's do what we are so good at doing and help our teams move forward 
in a thoughtful and planful manner that helps make sure everyone stays positive, everyone respects each other, expectations are realistic, and people can do their very best to focus on achieving the outcomes you're responsible for driving while maintaining your sanity and theirs. Now, just a reminder, if you're looking for more ideas on productivity or supporting your teams in staying focused, share the one hour manager with them, have them go listen to that episode. It's a fantastic way to keep yourself and your team members focused and organized. And coming up, we're going to talk about working from home best practices from someone I consider to be an expert on this topic because their PMO and team of PMOs have been working remotely for a long time and getting outstanding results. So we're going to dive deep into all the questions that we've gotten around working from home and how you can still maintain productivity and stay connected with your team with a special guest. So look for that episode coming up. Now, just a reminder, I want to see you over in the Impact Inner Circle membership program. If you're looking for solutions to get your PDUs, get all of the training you need to help you deal with difficult stakeholders, to manage your portfolio more effectively, to implement more agility in your projects and your PMO, to tons of other resources, plus a project management framework, assessments, templates, you name it, we've got your back. So join us at pmostrategies.com forward slash membership for our limited time free trial to check it all out. And if you stick around, I will be building a custom learning plan for you to help you achieve all of your career goals. I can't wait to see you there. And by the way, if you love what you're listening to on this podcast, make sure you hit subscribe. And I'd love to have a rating and review talking about what you are finding valuable and how this is helping you make a bigger impact in your organization. All right, that's it for today. Come back next week and over the next several weeks for me to answer your questions on how to manage projects during chaos. And if you would like to submit questions for me to include in an upcoming episode, please just go to pmostrategies.com forward slash free training and ask your questions right there on that page. And I will get those included in an upcoming episode. Stay healthy, stay sane, and I will see you soon. Bye-bye for now.